You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Just, uh, holy shit is all I have to say to Ted. Dude, that meme you sent me just, like, summed it up. Because at first I didn't understand. I was like, oh, man, like, because I didn't watch it live. Okay. I watched it after. Okay. And I was like, all right, so it, it's got to be great. And yeah, that <laughs> meme just didn't disappoint. Holy shit. It was perfect, right? Just, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me what you thought about uh, about that, about the Israel Adesanya, Kelvin Gastelum fight. Immediately people were saying fight of the year. It's the fight of the year. Well, I mean, what was it? The fourth or fifth round when they were just like, you know, I forgot what round it was. Uh, the other guy, I, what was his name again? Calvin? Uh, yeah, Calvin, or Calvin, whatever. Calvin Gashelin versus Israel Adesanya. Uh, as soon as he went for the takedown, it was just scrambling. I mean, it and went then Israel from... Israel Adesanya almost had him in a triangle. Triangle, but then it reversed, then uh, he was in, what was it, like full guard, and then uh, it transitioned again. Oh my god, and they did that, I think, twice. Yeah. That scramble. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, sick, no, right? I agree. It was definitely, I think, fight of the night for sure. Yeah, no, I know. Fight of the year, they're saying. Really? Oh, yeah, immediately. Everybody, fight of the year candidate right there. Damn. I yeah, no, it was so. really impressive. And you know what? When I, uh, you know, you, I, you know me. I mean, I always look at the stats first and I kind of judge from there, you yeah, know, and I'm like, oh, holy shit, this dude's almost like a foot taller, it, it, which it looked anyways. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, you know, there was the reach advantage, the height advantage, um, you know, and although he did win in the end, I mean, holy shit, was that a fucking fight? It, you know what it was? You know how when you and I discuss, like, who do you consider a warrior or a fighter? That fight to me right. was two warriors going at it. Yeah. You yeah. know, whereas like the Justin and uh, Max Holloway fight. Oh, Dustin. I yeah, Dustin Corey. I'm sorry. Oh, that's just a Justin. I was like, I, uh, I just didn't hear you. Oh, um, to me, that was a fighter with the heart of a warrior going up against a warrior. The fighter being Poirier, in my opinion. I thought technically he was a little bit better. Yeah, so like I wanted to... So Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gashlin. With yeah, that fight correct. coming up, I knew Israel Adesanya has seen everything there is to know about striking. Yeah. Kelvin Gashlin, I know I'm going to get some hate for. I think he's a little overrated. He's had a lot of weight cutting issues. He's had cardio issues. He's always been a guy with knockout power who just goes for the knockout. He's not really that effective as a wrestler, in my opinion, in MMA wrestling. And you kind of saw that against a guy who has superior head movement, feints, mm-hmm. footwork, striking creativity. You saw a guy... And Israel Adesanya, who was able to figure out the problem of a power puncher, yeah, which I thought was incredible to watch break down throughout all five rounds. You saw it. You could. You saw it begin to shift. Mm-hmm. You saw Adesanya at his heels a lot, and then you saw all of a sudden. I think it was in the third round, third or fourth round. You saw Kelvin Gastelum starting to stay on the outside. Um, they may have happened in the second half of the second. Uh. The later half of the second. But you saw Calvin Gashlin start to not be on the inside of the octagon, yeah. dictating the pressure. And once he lost that octagon control, you kind of saw how well Adesanya was able to just corral him and get in and out of danger well enough that, I mean, I thought it was incredible. I mean, um, it was such a curious fight because they constantly tested each other with those engagements. They constantly yeah. got into engagement range. 
and like one person initiated the other one immediately would fire and then it would it, it was such a good back and forth in that aspect i think israel adesanya is going to have some problems against robert whitaker who is bigger, stronger, and has more talents and more skills than Calvin Gastelum. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he just has a different level of, of fighter's rage. You know, I, I was talking to somebody today and I compared Robert Whitaker to Robbie Lawler. Okay. You know how Robbie Lawler has that like, like destruct- in berserk mode, berserk yeah. rage mode yeah. where he just lives for the violence. Like yes. Robert yep. Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles, aka Bobby Knuckles, has that same level of ferocity. When it comes to smelling blood and going for the kill. Mm. And I just think Robert Whitaker has more power ability than Kelvin does. And I think he also has more striking savant. Like when it comes, he's more of a striking savant when it comes to mixing up kicks and and going high and going low. Kelvin didn't really go high. Kelvin was just going for knockouts. Yeah. There were a lot of times in the fourth where you saw how many times he started whiffing. Yeah. On the overhand power yeah. lefts. It was getting sloppy. It was getting sloppy because sure. he was just he's just a power guy who was right. starting to lose out on a guy who has better striking ability. So that was that was such a good fight. Like I was I was emotionally and physically spent after watching <laughs> that fight. I was just thinking, Woo, we still have Max Holloway fighting. Yeah. Holy shit, we still have a Max Holloway fight coming up. I cannot believe we're about to watch a Max Holloway fight. Uh which before you give your opinion, let me give you my opinion. I always said Max Holloway's ability to pour on the pressure offensively and to continue to out cardio, kind of like the Diaz brothers when it comes to smothering with offense, is such a is such a talent that not a lot of people have because he's he's accurate and smart with his strikes. Kind of like the Diaz brothers, they rip yeah. low, they go high, they pepper like with a, a three piece combo up top, they yep, go back yep. low again, they follow you on the exit. So I thought Holloway was going to do the same thing to Dustin Poirier, and my hats off to Dustin Poirier. I did not understand. I always knew Dustin Poirier had like KO power. I always understood he was what if not one of the top three most, possibly number one or two most accurate hitters like punchers Mm -hmm. in his division if not all of the ufc he's so accurate he doesn't miss he rarely misses when he's aiming for his targets yeah and on top of that i didn't realize how big he was you saw the size of his back absolutely his back is huge from when you and i used to watch him years ago oh oh, yeah yeah for sure and the way that he 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 engaged with Holloway. Holloway would Holloway was pretty accurate too. Holloway was piecing up right through his guard, hitting him right in the face, going low, ripping back high. But you saw Dustin kind of just absorb and roll with it, roll to exit, do this, resettle, and then immediately be ready to go again. Yeah. Before Max could follow up, and that's when I when you when I saw him start do, doing that, I think it was in the second round or third round. I remember thinking Max is going to lose because Dustin is able to do this the whole fight. Because yep. he's so much bigger, he can take more punishment. Max doesn't have knockout power. Max has TKO power, and Max's punches aren't doing enough. He's going to the body. Dustin's eating those. He's going up top. Dustin's eating those. But on Holloway's part, um, I mean, he was handling those shots pretty well. You know, although he he looked a little bit more fucked up than Dustin. I mean, I I for sure thought like, all right, this dude's gonna knock out Holloway any any minute now. Yeah, and you know he kind of stagger a bit, but you know kind of reset and go at it again. So I, I give credit to Max. Yeah, I I give credit to Max for the heart of a war. I mean, he is a champion. The heart of a warrior for being able to say, 
you know, I'm going to go up. Like, he, I know Max Holloway walks around between 175 and 190, and he fights at 145, and here he is at 155 trying to make it happen. He cuts mad amount of weight, but he doesn't have the muscle mass that a guy like Dustin does. And you oh, saw there's that. a huge difference in the arms. Huge difference oh, in yeah. the arms, in the back, all yeah. of it. And I think Max needs to reconsider his strength and conditioning if he really wants to go up. But every, a lot of people made good points. I think uh, Luke Thomas made a really good point about this. Or it was uh, some one of the guys from MMAfighting.com where they made a point on Twitter saying... This isn't Max's foray into 155. This is him dabbling because they needed a fighter. And Max stepped up and said, I'll fight. Mm. When Max fully commits to 155, expect the bulk. But he's not going to bulk up just to try to cut muscle again because yeah. he has to go back to 145 to defend his belt, which is what he wants to do. But um, that was a that was an interesting fight, too, because I thought Max would start to try to employ some of his groundwork. Max has pretty good jujitsu. I don't say I wouldn't say Max is a good wrestler or takedown guy, but I think he has more weapons in the clinch than people expect, and I think especially in the ground, he's got plenty of weapons on the ground. Mm-hmm. But he was really content to try to box a boxer. Yeah, Dustin is basically a boxer at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, that was a crazy ass fight. Yeah, that yeah. was a crazy ass fucking fight. I want to point out there was another fight on the main card. Um, it was a guy. I've, I hope I'm. I hope I remember his name, Mansoor or Man. Uh, oh God. Oh no. I don't remember. <laughs> he was doing a lot of like traditional Muay Thai. His stance very light on the on his front foot. Mm. Um, and he was going up against. Uh, I only saw the main event, so. Oh, you only saw those two. I only saw those two, so oh, I didn't okay. see anything else. Okay. Uh, we have Eric Anders versus Khalil Roundtree. I did see the highlight of that. Roundtree is a monster. Alan Joban versus Dwight Grant. Actually, I did see that. I did see that. That one was a OSP versus Nikita Krylov. Yeah, that one I watched. You watched uh, that one too. Um, let me go to the prelims because clearly it has to be on the prelims. So let me no, go. I think it was on the main. Jalen uh, Turner versus Matt Favala. Wilson Reyes. Uh, Alexandre Pandoja. Max Griffin? No, I actually took a screenshot. Um, oh, wow. Let's see it. Curtis Millinder? Oh, God, I was nowhere near it. Roundtree, yeah. What did I say, <laughs> Mansoor? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. I don't recall any name like that, yeah, but no, I'll uh, poke around. Sorry, people can't hear me that well. No, it's um, fine. It's, he was talking about Cleo Roundtree, everybody. Oh, my God, yeah, no, no holy shit. Right. That's how, that's how often I watch UFC. Um, no, Roundtree. I want to give that guy a lot of credit. And I don't know much about him. He's a monster. Um, He's a monster. That's what you need From to what, like, him. Joe Rogan and DC and all of them were mentioning, they kept saying he looked better. He's improved a lot. So, I, I mean, I, I've never seen a previous fight of him. I mean, he's always looked pretty good to me. Okay. To me, he's always looked pretty good. Okay, because Joe was even mentioning, you know, his kicks have improved tremendously his timing with his strikes has improved to me the i most. mean the fucking power that that dude had like four or five times what did you see his body yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean his body but then the speed that he was capable of oh yeah. my god you know what speaking of speed and we haven't been to, so as everybody who's listening should know we do this like every two weeks for the most part we haven't talked about tj dillashaw popping hot for epo oh shit that's right 
We haven't talked about that. Talking yeah. about speed and talking about all that shit. So first of all, what, what were you, what was your impressions off of finding out TJ Dillashaw popped hot for EPO? So my whole thing is how far back does this actually go? They found it in one of the other fights he did. I forget which one. I think it was a Cody fight. A Cody fight, of course. I think it was the second Cody fight. He and I'm sure it. Cody... Oh, Cody. Was fucking bitching. And- well, did you see the Reddit, the Reddit post I sent you about how Cody called it? Oh, yeah. Cody was saying in the lead up to the first fight, like, oh, yeah, he came to Team Alpha Male popping EPO and shit, blah, blah, blah. So apparently, if you base off of Cody's allegations, he's been doing it for years. No shit. Because they just started to learn how to test for EPO. Which sucks. And you know what? And that's going to... I mean, T- the way he was training, too, you know, it's like he was such... I mean, I, I don't even know, like, what to rank him as a fighter, but, like, Dillashaw was just fucking incredible and well, shredded. He's, he's still incredible. And, he's still true. Well, right now he's Fat Tyler. Right now he's, uh... Well, here, this is my point. Yeah. You know, it, it just, like, my whole opinion with John Jones, you know, it's like, is John Jones the greatest of all time, period? Or is there an asterisk next to that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or when he's 100% clean... Is he still the GOAT? So I was, I was, uh, so full bias aside of being a TJ Dillashaw fan, when I found out that he popped for EPO, I immediately tried to think it off. Just, okay, you can only get EPO from injections, so there's no accidental taint. You were do- shooting needles. Oh, for sure. So I was thinking, oh, that really sucks. One. Two, I thought, you know what? Guys pop, you know, it's whatever. And then I was thinking, I think he's still a fantastic fighter and a great martial artist. And then I thought about my reaction to John Jones popping hot. And I realized, if I'm going to put John Jones under, the, under that magnifying glass, sorry, TJ, you have to go under the same magnifying glass. Granted, you know, John Jones has more to him. There's more of a backstory, especially with the, his personal life. Yeah, there's know, a lot more like actual criminal but, activity with right, John Jones compared you know, to TJ. But... Like, let me put it this way: when when I look when I look at it the same microscope, can you say TJ Dillashaw is not a great fighter? No, you no. can't. Could you say it's possible he wouldn't have been as great because of it? Like he's not as great because That's of it. That's up in the air right now. One hundred percent. It's the same argument I, we had on uh, John Jones way back on a, a much, bunch of episodes ago. Yeah, where it was the same idea that you can't say John Jones is the best because he pops hot for drugs. Bottom line. Exactly. Bottom line. I don't care if, if he's just partying. If you're taking, you know, dick pills that help your your circulation of your blood and shit, or you're doing cocaine to stay up all night and train, I don't give a fuck what you think it is for or what, where it's coming from, or the actual Terinobol that he popped for, or the steroid he popped for. There's an asterisk next to it saying, well, you know what? Is he blessed with this, his body? Yes, he has the body, perfect body made for fighting. Of is, course. Is he blessed with his creativity for striking and his uh, aptitude to pick up techniques? Yes, he is as well. But there's an asterisk next to all of it because of that. And it's the same thing with TJ. Is TJ fantastic with his face, his footwork, his stance switching? Is he a great wrestler from his you know high school and college days? Is he a phenomenal striker from all of his work with uh, Dwayne Logway? Yeah, yeah. All, the, all, the, all those things are true. But... There's now an asterisk because of the fact that you popped. There's an asterisk. And I look back to, um, you know, with his, his, I think it was on Twitter or something, you know, he made the announcement that he was uh, giving up his title. You know, before before the word gets out, whatever, I'm just going to let everyone know right now. 
get it out of the way. Everybody was saying like it has to be bad. Yeah, that he's voluntarily giving up his title because yeah. he has to know he's out for a long time. Yeah, which he is. Two years, right? Two years. Yeah, which is actually I think good for him. And he's already had surgery on one of his shoulders. Both he has had torn labrums in both of his shoulders. Oh shit! And a torn bicep. So he's been fighting with broke like torn tendons and ligaments and muscles for the past few years. Do so, you think that might be the reason why he was taking the stuff? You think it? Uh, uh I mean, I can't get into TJ's head. I, I think TJ may have wanted to have an advantage, and that's why he did it. Um, I don't hold it. Ag- I do hold it against him for the fact that he cheated. Sure. I think TJ. Uh, I I think. Well, A, again, I think it's great that he's having his surgeries and he's recovering and he has time off for his head to heal. He's had, like, knockdown slash a lot of brain, a lot of head shots over the past few years. Sure. So rest is always good for the body and the brain. Um, I think I think he should be held to the same standard of what John Jones did. You know? Like, yeah, you cheated. Just Did you see... T- uh, did you see Mighty Mouse's response to this? No. He was just, he was, maybe it's because he doesn't fight in the UFC anymore. He just went, it happens. Guys cheat, guys pop, guys come back, whatever. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's remorseful and yeah, move on. That was it. That was like Mighty Mouse's entire reaction about it. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think he's getting, I think TJ is getting attacked a lot because he was very vocal about his about himself. Okay. Think about think about if Connor popped right for all the shit talking he's done. Yep, and Connor popped. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. kind of like you motherfucker. Being hypocritical. Yeah, yeah you absolutely hypocritical motherfucker. Did you hear what Matt Sarah had to say? No, see, I never, I never delved into it. Uh, looked you up. You just really got to get on like MMA I know man. Reddit. It's yeah, it's real easy. <laughs> uh, it kind of gives you all these all these takes. Got uh, it. Matt Sarah was like saying ban him. Like he's done. He shouldn't fight again. Interesting. Matt Sarah was pretty fucking heated. He was saying, you openly cheat that much. You're taking needles to your body. Like, fuck you. You shouldn't be allowed to fight. Fuck you for tarnishing the sport. Fuck you for tarnishing the reputation of martial artists. Fuck you for tarnishing everything about the belt you hold. Like, Mm. fuck you. Matt Sarah went on a fucking napalm strike against TJ Dillashaw. Did you see TJ Dillashaw's apology? I was actually going to ask if the, there was like a response, like a after. Yeah, it was posted on our uh, MMA. It was again the MMA subreddit. It's uh, it, they they transcribed his Instagram feed of what he said, okay. and he was saying, "I take full responsibility. I did do this. I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of it. I'm embarrassed. I feel like shit about it, and I can't." Everybody was telling me just to let it slide and everybody will forget about it, but I won't. And I don't want to set that example for my kid of running from your problems or running from your mistakes. So I need to own up to this. So I'm sorry for this, the bad light that my coaches are, and my camps are getting for this. It was my choice. It was my decision. This is all me. I did this and I plan on coming back better and and not falling back into this again and just, you know. He basically kind of just said, like, hey, guys, I did it. Don't blame anybody else. Attack me for it. Yeah. I'm going to be laying low and recovering. And that's it. Hate me. 
pretty much it. So now, hearing what Mighty Mouse said and then Matt Sierra, I mean, two different extreme ways of looking at this situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Where do you think you fall? It's hard because I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of TJ Dillashaw, so it's really hard to be like, fuck TJ Dillashaw. I'm a huge fan of the guy. Um, I don't... Considering the fact... Well, okay, if, you, if we look at this from a non-biased viewpoint, this mm-hmm. is his, I think, believe his first offense. Which was, I was, I was going to ask yeah, you next. this is okay. his, like, first offense. Okay. It's not like he was popping for cocaine or heroin or ecstasy or terenabol or steroids or anything else nope he, this is the first time he's popped so if you look at it from that point of view it's your first strike it just happens to be a very serious drug used for the first strike okay but i think if you look at it from that perspective i treat it like a first strike despite how serious it is so strike one buddy that's it i look at it as strike one uh how do i look at it in the sense of like that's what I. That's how I look at it from a stance of punishment. You're getting the, the punishment for one strike. That's fine. I. If he kept popping, a la John Jones, if he kept getting exemptions and weird shit was happening to allow him to fight, a la John Jones, mm. I would probably be less of a fan. But you know, he came out and owned up to it. You know, which is something Jones hasn't really done for any of the steroid stuff. Right. At least with the party stuff he did. He's like, yeah, I do cocaine and my dick won't get up, so I take dick pills. Like, oh, cool. All right, we get it. Like, that was that was it. Just, oh, here, you, you party and that's it. Like, okay, we get it. That's fine. He was forgiven. Uh, Trail Sonnen. Nobody gives a fuck at the fact that he was, like, drinking cocktails of performance-enhancing drugs. Because he came out and said, yeah, I took, these are the things I took. Uh, I'm getting older, so I've been, I was worried about my performance, so I was taking all this shit. I do feel better on them. And everyone, oh, yeah, that's, that's a that's that's okay yeah you're right <laughs> like okay and everywhere oh chael we love you chael and that was it and that was that was literally it the entire community was just oh chael sudden popped chael came out with that statement everyone oh chael uncle chael you're great <laughs> they call him uncle Ch- everybody calls him uncle chael like it just okay uncle chael oh oh silly you move on and that that was it that was it tj is different because he's a champion in his prime he's a guy who's never popped before uh, oh man, that's how I feel about him from a punishment standpoint. How do I feel about him as a fan? You mean, like me being a fan of him as a fighter? No, I was saying as far as like, um, I guess it was more towards the Matt Sierra's opinion, like with punishment. Like Mighty Mouse, no, his whole thing no, was no. like, ah, oh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, just live, you live and learn. And then Matt Sierra was like, nope, fucking ban him. No, I'm not. I'm not a Matt Sierra's turf on that because it's his first offense. Yeah. Again, yes, I understand it's a very serious drug. First offense. Sorry, Sarah. No life no life ban for that. Yeah. Like there's a life ban, I think, after the third strike or the second strike, it's a life ban. One the first offense is two years. Second offense, I believe, is four. Third, I think, is life. Four years. Four and which is basically life for an MMA fighter. That's basically like your entire half of your career. Wow. So I mean, that's yeah. So for me, you know what? The punishment fits the crime. It's two years. It's fine. Um, so yeah, that's where I stand. Why? What about you? No, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, you know, I mean, cause I was going to ask you originally if this was his first offense or if he's been, um, flagged in a situation similar before in the past, you know, but if this is his first offense, I mean, 
like you said, he's at least man enough to own up to it. He realizes what he did was wrong, and although I'm sure he knew it was wrong to begin with, he's manning up. Um, you know, I, I agree though. I, I I I mean, you you got me to really appreciate T.J. Dillashaw because. I've always heard of the guy when I first started getting into the UFC, but I, I never really followed him as much. Um, and I started appreciating him more, you know, within the last few years. And to hear this, you know, this whole situation, I mean, of course, like like everyone, you know, your heart is just like, oh, man. Like, yeah, what the, just like, like, fuck. Come on, man. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, really? You? I think TJ without EPO would still be TJ. Yeah. I really do think yeah. that. I think he has that good of coaching. He has that good of chemistry with his team. He takes that good care of his body. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like you said, with his recent surgeries, um, you know, and he's got two years to heal up, just train clean. And um, he's going to come back so healthy. Yeah. He's going to be rusty, but he's going to come back so healthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. just, I'm excited for him to come back. Did you hear what uh, Dominic Cruz even said? Who, remember him and oh, yeah. TJ? Yeah. Cruz wasn't even that, like, burn the world at TJ. He just went, you know, some guys cheat. That happens. Hmm. Move on. Just, you know, I, I he, he was just saying, I get it, you know, and two years isn't that big of a deal. He was like, I've been out longer than that for my injuries. So it's not that big of a deal. So whatever. So it's weird to see some people who you think would really go at him. Well, especially if it's people that he's previously fought too, because if I was uh, a, a a past opponent, well, don't forget Cruz won. <laughs> so right, well, that's the thing. Like, but even if he, even still, I would be like, well, did I win while he was on it? Yeah, or when true. he was not on it, true. Because how does then that make me look as the fighter? Yeah, no, it, it's true. You it, know? It, it does. Does that mean I'm that good that someone has to take something and I still win? Yeah, or. It's more of yeah. like a confidence thing, I guess. Well, don't forget uh, Anderson Silver pop too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Though a lot of those guys, I feel like back in like early mid two thousands, were doing something. A lot of guys. Remember, uh, there's that famous Nick Diaz quote when they're just like, "What do you think about you know PEDs and and stuff like that? Like, do you think a lot of people are taking drugs?" And he's he's just like, "Everybody takes steroids." Like, he's <laughs> <just> like close. <laughs> I think I, I forget the exact line. I think it was something like that. Everybody's yeah. on steroids or something like that. Like you that. know what? And those are just the good old days, though, right? The quote unquote good old days. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I get it. I get it. Yeah. No. That's a that's an emotionally draining topic about T.J. Dillashaw. Yeah. Just fuck, dude. Fuck. But the real topic I wanted to talk about were all those articles you sent me. Oh yeah. You know, it, I was trying to see it from two different perspectives. So I, I sent Matt a few articles um, because I, I had just heard about um, the Matt Hughes incident with his wife. Uh, um, who's Eddie Bravo's guy? Uh, hmm? Eddie Bravo's... Um, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. His issue, which is a little bit different. His, his is more of a, a mental thing. Right. Um, and then uh, BJ Penn mm-hmm. with his wife. Mm-hmm. And I just and I know the the Tony Ferguson thing has been going on for a while now. And I, I understand his with him. 
I mean, the guy was, you know, he claimed to, I don't know if it was like he, he was hearing things in the wall or he Tony claimed, Ferguson? Yeah, or like there was shit Tony in was, the wall. Tony was and, having like psychotic breaks where he was yeah. getting confused with reality and he was yes. snapping and she put a restraining order, not because she hated him, but she was just, I don't want you around the children or me because you're a professional fucking fighter. And when you lash out, you can kill us. Yeah. <laughs> so we want you to get help and get better. And I remember the entire MMA world came out. Dana White said we're doing everything we can to help him. Conor McGregor came out and said, "You're gonna get through this. You know, like you're an ex- you're an amazing champion. Like stay strong and yeah. you can you can get better. And we will see you again. You know, like the whole world, the whole community came out to support him. Of just saying, dude, you're you fight a wild fucking style, and that's probably taking its toll concussions probably no 100 percent it's it's something yeah. with his brain but i thought what was interesting too were the other two guys though with matt hughes and um bj Penn. well matt hughes, you know, matt hughes i'm matt hughes uh got hit by a fucking train don't forget that as well Yo, yeah he was in his truck or yeah. something yeah and that doesn't help your brain um, at all <laughs> on top of an mma career yeah and a wrestling career on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Smash, I just thought it was weird because it was. I think I heard. I think this was like a month ago. The Matt Hughes situation. Then like a week ago, or not even the BJ Penn situation. I'm like, man, you're hearing a lot, a lot of the same like, similar stories. You know, I, I feel like I'm hearing more of these stories come out. Fighters and their wives or girlfriends about being abusive. Yeah, having yeah. Anger management um, problems. Yeah. Because then I read up on the Matt Hughes one where the wife claimed I guess when she was in the shower he came in accused her of cheating or something I think. Something like that yeah. and supposedly he did something physical to her and she said like why are you choking me and he said no this is me choking you. And then I don't there's no video or photographic evidence of this but you know then i guess no. he performed what was a choke supposedly <laughs> supposedly um, the former mma champion fighter hall of fame fighter yeah uh, performed an actual choke on somebody yeah yeah i'm not surprised his wife vulnerable naked in the shower yeah, um I'm, I'm, <laughs> not that anyone needed those extra details but <laughs> um so i was trying to look at this from and by the way I'm not trying to be an asshole when I bring up one of these perspectives, right? Because clearly I know that it's got to be just years of concussions and the Matt Hughes thing with the accident, you know. So because I'm hearing about these more often, do you think it's the women are trying to get money out of this? Or is this just a new issue that... Perhaps the UFC should start looking into, especially for their veteran fighters. Uh, I think when it if, comes to I the concussions, were, the mental right, health. Right. Well, to go off the first part, if they were looking for money, they'd be suing them. Right now, right. they literally the ones you've listed. They're just getting restraining orders. Yeah, they're not suing. They're not trying to take control of any part of a company or a gym. They're just like, we want the abuser away from me. So restraining order and possibly divorce proceedings. So I don't think they're in it for the money. Um, I don't think the UFC will do it because if you look at every single other major sports league, they try to avoid that like the plague. They made a movie about it. You know, what was it like the concussions or the dark side or whatever. The one movie with Will Smith, they made a movie about a guy who tried to expose concussion issues in football and the NFL shut oh, it shit. down. You didn't know that? No, no, I never yeah, heard of this. It's based off of what happened in, in the NFL with the NFL. Okay. That's why there's a lawsuit against the NFL. There's a lawsuit against the NHL. 
NHLPA, NFLPA, they're all suing because it turns out the leagues had the information from scientists about head trauma and they ignored it because that would damage the product that they have. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that is an actual thing that happens. Okay. That's ongoing. So I think the UFC should look into it. They should. And they probably are with the UFCPI. They clearly care about the investment of fighters. But the guys you all mentioned are not current fighters besides Tony Ferguson. They're all older fighters. This is what I mean. They're all veterans. Right. So why would you care about things back in those days for those fighters when it's just like Chuck Liddell? Like, why would you care about his brain when there's no money to gain from it? I mean, the dude did mention he wanted to go up against John Jones. Yeah. You, you mention you get you gain nothing as a company by doing that. Yeah. You don't need good faith. Good faith doesn't sell a product. You know, like the, what sells a product? Like blood, knockouts, finishes. That mm-hmm. sells a product. That's what they want. They don't want, they don't really care about that shit. That's why every fighter is basically still a contractor. That's why fighters are getting paid shit money for, for fights. It's not because they care about the fighters. It's because, no, that's, you're taking away my money? No, fuck you. Like this, we are the only option you have besides going to a smaller a smaller organization so you're gonna fight for us yeah you're gonna do what we offer so yeah what no so i think the ufc is not gonna give a shit until somebody dies okay when some when the first fighter dies from old age or from whatever let's say something tragic happens and they do a brain scan and then the first report comes out saying the amount of cte for mma fighters comes out that's when you're going to have a problem because that's when all of a sudden the current fighters are going to get worried and that's when they're going to start getting asked all the time at press conferences at like media meets on interviews what do you think about the report for you know mark hunt's post-mortem operation where they found that he has the cte four times worse than the average nfl player Mm -hmm. are you concerned about your future are you do you think the ufc should make a difference and and the gear, the rule set. Do you think the state athletic commission should do some kind of change to help event? Do you think there should be a union for MMA fighters to come together to help protect each other and invest in your long-term health and longevity after the sport is done? Like there's, these are going to be questions they're going to bring up and ask. And these are going to be scenarios for fighters to have to be forced into. And the UFC is going to just be trying to dodge it as much as possible. Mm. That's, but that's once the first MMA fighter who has CTE gets explored post-mortem, uh, happens, this is all going to blow up. In my opinion, it's going to blow up like a wildfire, and it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because okay. can you imagine the scenario? Oh, uh, Chuck Liddell died. Mm-hmm. Something horrible happened to Chuck Liddell. They did a uh, biopsy and they found he has the CTE four times worse than an NFL player, and he was only forty-seven, yeah, or like fifty-two or whatever. How do you feel? How do you feel considering you've had you have a 25 fight record professionally at least are you concerned about your health going forward <laughs> like they're gonna of course that's coming up now i wonder if any research has been done with boxers considering boxing is yeah they have a lot older than mma they have yeah 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 there's guys get punch get punchy yeah. you've heard that guys get punchy yeah they have ct one hundred percent they have CT. They get yeah. fucked up in the head all the time. But yet it goes on. But yet it goes on. But also boxers are typically making way more money than MMA fighters. Yeah, way sure. more money, way more money. And I'm not even talking about the one-offs, like Amir Khan or Floyd Mayweather or Lomachenko or or Anthony Joshua 
or Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. And not, not even those guys, which are the top of the creme de la creme. I'm talking just like the average guys. They're still making a little bit more than MMA fighters. Fucking Justin Gaethje made $4,000 for his last fight. No shit. Because the new rule set, the new deal with uh, ESPN Re- Plus. Oh, ESPN Plus. That's so right. it changed the it changes the viewpoints. Oh shit! So now they only get like their Reebok money, and the Reebok money is based on how long your career is. So even if you had eighty fights in Bellator and you come over to the UFC, how long have you been fighting under Zufa? It's a different term, so you don't get the same amount of money. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what the future of the UFC is going to be like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know what I did here? Uh, Brendan Shaw made a good point with Luke Thomas on his uh, uh, his podcast that I was listening to. Conor McGregor announced his retirement the day of sexual harassment proceedings were being released. Like mm. sexual harassment uh, uh, information from his case. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard about that. He is going for it. He is... Somebody is filing a, a lawsuit against him for sexual harassment, sexual assault. And uh, he, so Schaub was making a good point. He was saying this, Connor only tweets things strategically. He never casually does anything because he's a businessman. He tweeted, I'm retiring. So that would take precedent over official case being leaked about or being uh. report, being pressed out. Oh, this case is now official. There's a sexual assault case against Conor McGregor. And he was saying, because guess what? Conor's training right now. (laughs) He was saying, he just posted an Instagram video. He's boxing. He's boxing like 10 rounds right now. He's still, he's in camp. He's doing stuff. He's training for something. Hmm. He said, so this is a long game. But then he made a good point. He said, when Dana White was asked about Conor McGregor's retirement, Dana said, good for him, whatever. And he said, why would Dana all of a sudden go from being Conor's buddy for shows to now not giving a shit about his number one promotion. It's just like, yeah, good for him, you know, whatever. And he said it's because the new point system, they're getting guaranteed buys from the UFC deal, from the uh, UFC ESPN deal, where ESPN is paying as if they have a prorated amount of buys already. Gotcha. So it doesn't matter who really watches it. In the deal, they're getting paid. Regardless. So he said, so why would they give a fuck about putting all this promotional work and dealing with the drama of fighters? He said, the attitude era is over. It's It's gone. Promoting the fight doesn't mean anything anymore because the UFC is making their, their money no matter what because of this deal. Remember I told you the pay-per-view points are fucked now? Yeah. Yeah. This is just more layers to it that I found out. So Shit. it doesn't matter if you could sell a fight because you're getting guaranteed buys. So if you're guaranteed a $500,000 gate every time or buy pay-per-view buys, it doesn't matter how hard you sell a fight. Interesting. <laughs> So fighters are now fucked because, and this goes back to what Schaub said. He said, uh, he said a really great point. He said, how many good fights are now being made? A bunch. How many weird fights because the guys are selling it are being made? None. You know why? Doesn't matter how much they sell now. They're able to just go back to the ranking system. That's why you're seeing a lot of good fights getting put on because they're just going off the fucking ranking system again. They're not going off of... This guy's going to fight for the title because he's uh, been making a lot of noise online and we think people will tune into it. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Just, no, this guy should fight this guy. So they'll fight next. Which makes for great fights as a fight fan. Absolutely. 
doesn't make for good money for fighters, so fighters are getting fucked over. Yeah. But it makes for great fights for fight fans. Yeah. We're seeing amazing fights. Judging Gaethje and Edson Barbosa. We just saw Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier. We saw Israel Adesanya face off against Kelvin Gastelum, and now Israel Adesanya is going to face Robert Whitaker. Dustin Poirier is going to fight off against Khabib. Number Gamedov. We're going to see the fights that we want to see now. Fighters get fucked over for it. Oh, but sure. That's, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely makes a lot more sense when I hear all these fighters going to Japan now. and Right? I like, think about that. Like, why would Mighty Mouse, who's at the top of his top of his class, the he's in the prime of his career, was just like, no, nah, I want to go to 1FC. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Eddie, same thing. I could resign here. I could just go to 1FC. Uh, you, have, you have just... MMA is really weird because it's not a it's not MMA a sport it's it's organizations mm-hmm. you know it's almost like uh it's almost like soccer yeah or football it's like you have uh, La Liga you have the Premier League you have the ML the MLB you don't have soccer you have you don't have like hockey where it's just the NHL and that's pretty much globally dominated mm-hmm. I know there's the KHL and there's other leagues for hockey. Um, NBA is very similar. You have baseball, very similar. No, you have baseball. You have the, you have major league baseball. That is pretty much the primary top market for everything. When you say baseball, that's the goal everybody attains to. MMA, it's kind of that, but not really, because one FC is still, I think, outdoing UFC in Asia at least. Oh, okay. In their own market, so it's just like okay, well, yeah. It's weird. It's it's definitely a, a weird setup because it leads to shit like this where yeah. fighters are treated as contractors and they think like contractors right. for the most part because of it. Yeah. So it's yeah. really weird. Well, because I know Dana's whole thing too is like, oh, well, you know, I want to make this an official sport and I want to be professional about it. Which he is for the UFC. Right. But for the sport not of for the MMA, fighters. Yeah. it's not. Yeah, no. You know? Um, I don't know how you would. That would be really cool, though. Imagine, like, you had teams in MMA, mm. and they fought for rankings for placements. Yeah. Like a team would. I so mean, you have, kind of. You kind of do as a gym. I was just going to say, like, when it comes to camps or gyms, I mean, you already know that there are certain fighters that already go to, like, the same gyms, you know? So they're kind of like their own. So, But you know what's weird, then? It's kind of like you'd have to, as a gym, fight your way up the rankings and... But then how do you determine a champion? Who has the most wins? Yeah. Do you determine it like off of a championship fight? The best versus the best of each yeah, camp? Yeah. What do you do with guys that tra- that cross training camps? You have Luke Rockhold training out of Henry Hoof's place when he's also uh American he's uh AKA as well. Hmm. You know, you have like what do you do with that? What do you have to do when you have the two best guys in one camp? Like what do you do in that situation? Yeah. That's also weird, you know? So it wouldn't really work like that. So it's it, I don't know how you would do it. That's why it's just it's never happened because nobody really knows. But MMA is poised for a big breakthrough and something different. Yeah, I think in the next two years, I think something's going to change. I think so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Any final words before we fucking go get at it? Yeah. I just, no, I, I think that sums everything up. I just redid my garage gym, and Mikey has been patiently waiting for this moment. To fill it with sweat. And blood and tears, and he's beyond excited, and I'm beyond happy and excited for him. And I can't wait. I'm going to go have a great time. The walls will echo with my screams. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, everybody, have a good week. Uh, next week. Ne- everybody have a good week and a half until we do this again. Sweet. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Okay, sound check. All right. Aha. <sighs> Aha. How you doing? It's been a while. It has been a while. You have beautiful complexion today. <laughs> have you been drinking lots of water? That's that and um, the, the the crystal light shit. Okay, how's the fasting going? Great. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I uh, I fasted all day yesterday. I fasted this morning. I had a little bit of lunch. I had. Um, Oh god, what vegetable? Wax beans we had for lunch, and uh, oh shit, a piece of fish. What and then, and then, and then I haven't eat, eaten since. I'm probably gonna fast tonight too. Just what, drink water. What workout you been doing? Just push ups and sit ups at this point. Good. Yeah. Easier. Just make it easier. You know it. It's at, at, in the beginning. It wasn't like easy because. You know, all I'm doing are push-ups and sit-ups, so I'm trying to aim for, like, 50 to, like, 75 okay. each, you know. Uh, but, I mean, it's going. Nice, man. So. Keep it up. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's hear it.